You're listening to Wake Up Tucson. This podcast is a Bustos Media production on The Voice. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Eight oh seven and a half. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show, getting lots and lots of reaction from my interview with Dr. Robert Malone. Maddie's definitely going to cut that up, and we're going to push that into a YouTube and uh, get that out as fast as possible. And uh, so now we're gonna we're gonna have a little more of a fun hour here. That was heavy. That was way heavy. And uh, we always love having uh, visiting with our members of the armed services. It's Tucson Navy Week. I'm sure you've seen plenty of these good people bouncing around at various events or other media outlets. And, of course, they're going to be part of the Tucson Rodeo tomorrow and the parade. And we're happy to welcome Lieutenant Austin Guter from the USS Gabrielle Giffords. Good morning, sir. Good morning. How are you? Very well. Welcome to Tucson. Thank you. It's great to be back. Not your first time as they say nope, <laughs> nope. <laughs> so you are a kid from northern california right correct you were telling me you have definitely some relatives that have been in the navy before yep that would be correct and you you wanted to make this part of your your kind of your life path and but you went to the university of arizona i did so i did uh the naval rotc unit uh commissioned in december 2017 nice um, great four and a half years of my life and what was what, what what did you study here at the university of arizona uh, i got a bachelor's of science in criminal justice okay in four and a half years that's a mild tommy boy not <laughs> the full seven so yep good job we appreciate that my parents are happy for that <laughs> <laughs> and so what was so what was your path after leaving rotc in the university of arizona then how did your where did you go next so uh while I was still at the uh, University of Arizona, I selected my first ship, which was the USS New Orleans, uh, based out of San Diego. Uh, when I selected them, I said they said, cool, they're going to be going on an independent deployment to Australia. I said, this sounds awesome. Can't wait. Uh, moved all my stuff across the desert. I feel there's a butt coming on. Oh, there's a butt coming on. <laughs> I showed up on uh, day one, and my sponsor, uh, who ended up being my sponsor on the USS Gabriel Giffords as well, uh, he said... I uh, hope you like Japan because you're moving there. So uh, I did a total of 36 months on board USS New Orleans. And in that time, I moved uh, the ship from San Diego over to Sasebo, Japan. Okay. How was living in Japan? It was incredible. Very cool place. <laughs> uh, if you ever get the chance to go, absolutely go and uh, go to 7-Eleven. <laughs> Why 7-Eleven? Uh, 7-Eleven is, you know, it's a... Over there, th everything is uh, done with just a little bit of extra care, and sure. the uh, the food you can get at a Seven Eleven is incredible. The pizza buns, highly recommend. So is this like a, is this like a kind of a char siu bun, but they put pizza stuff inside? They put pizza stuff in it. <laughs> yes, Matthew. There's a lot of really good YouTube videos about this. If you can, if you if you if you're curious, uh, Emmy Made I think does a bunch of them, and there's a, there's several of them about convenience store food, especially Seven Eleven food okay. in Japan. It's pretty interesting. Good stuff. Definitely, definitely go check it out. The uh, I know they uh, that that on Christmas Day KFC is very big on uh, in is. Japan. It is. You have to get your order in uh, weeks in advance. <laughs> have you ever done KFC uh, in Japan for Christmas? I have not. Okay, I assume you're just eating grub with the crew <laughs> on, the, on the ship. Um, so so uh, and again at your age at that age right going to Japan, just like another universe, right? It was <laughs> it was a great experience. Um, I loved every moment of it. Uh, 
it definitely is an opportunity to see kind of a completely different world. Um, Sasebo is a little tiny fishing town in uh, the southern more southern part of the island. Um, so very warm weather. Everybody is very supportive of the military base that's there. Um, and actually English is very prominent there. So it doesn't feel like you're, you know, completely out of your element. They call it the Rocky Point of Japan. It's the same thing. <laughs> now, I've been to Rocky Point, <laughs> so I know what you're saying. <laughs> uh, all right. So talk about the move to the Gabby Giffords. So once I finished my tour on uh, on board USS New Orleans, uh, they give you a, a sheet and you put, you know, your top five choices of the job you want, the ship you want, and the location it wants to be out of. Um, and I said, please send me back to San Diego. And they said, well, we have a ship for you. Uh, so... I got a letter or I got an email back from a uh, placement. They said, congratulations, you're going to go be the electronics materials officer on board USS Gabriel Giffords, home ported in San Diego, California. Nice job. What's an electronics materials officer do? Uh, so I'm billeted as that. That is my that is my day-to-day job uh, when I'm on board. And I, um, my, I, my sailors that work for me are running the radars, running the antennas, uh, troubleshooting the networks. Um, they own the computers. Uh, we walk around with radios, and those radios are uh, they're owned by us. So anything that is electronic uh, or has some kind of a network interface, that's a uh, that's equipment that we own, and that's what my sailors, the my uh, internet tech, or excuse me, information technicians and electronic technicians take care of. So you operate and maintain. Operate, and maintain. Gotcha. Uh, and then also you um, you're, you're 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 driving the ship once in a while. I, I drive the ship once in a while. Uh, <laughs> we just got to have an extended um, repair availability. So we had a lot of work done on all our engines. Uh, and successfully, we got her out to sea last week. And we did 35 knots driving around Southern California. Uh, 35 knots, you don't feel a single swell in the ocean. And <laughs> it's really cool to be going that fast. What kind of ship is the U.S. Gabby Edwards? USS Gabriel Giffords is a LCS-10, so a littoral combat ship. It's a independence variant, so um, a two-class. Uh, it's got the trimaran hull, so if you think of a catamaran with you know those two amas that sit in the water, right? Uh, we have a main body uh, in between the two okay. arms of a of a, what would be a normal catamaran. How long is this thing? Four hundred eighteen feet. How many uh, sailors? Uh, right now we have seventy sailors on board, uh, including twelve officers. Okay, and. Um how did you get into the, the driving part? Was that something you wanted to do or they identified you as a mature adult who could handle it? What, what was going on here? So as a, as a surface warfare officer, we are trained in ship driving. Um, when you go to your first ship, they make you stand conning officer, which is, you know, giving commands to uh, the helm. And it's more of like a traditional, you know, if you watch the movie Greyhound where he's yelling, you know, left standard rudder, right standard rudder and the, the helm is moving the wheel over and the rudders are going over and then the ship goes that direction. Um, the littoral combat ship is based off of a small crew construct. Uh, and so the ship driving is done by the officer of the deck, uh, which is myself. Um, and we have, we call them combinators and it's a basically a, a lever and a, a jog wheel to make our buckets go, you know, left 30 degrees, right 30 degrees, as well as go um, give the thrust in vectors of forward or backwards direction the uh so when you first drove solo how did that how did were you good were you were you feeling a little nervous how did that how did that experience go uh honestly with to drive the littoral combat ship you have to go through about uh nine weeks of schooling 
uh, about 40 hours in the simulator uh, before you're allowed to actually touch the ship uh, in real life. Wow. Uh, it's it has a decent attrition rate um, for ship for surface warfare officers, and uh, those that make it through the school are are very high quality ship drivers. Uh, I mean, the ship is unbelievably maneuverable. We can walk it left to right without making any forward or aft motion. We can you know make it spin 360 without going anywhere. Um, the ship is incredibly incredibly maneuverable. Wow. Very cool. All right, let's go to break. When we come back, we're going to ask uh, Lieutenant Austin Guter the real questions, right? What are the movies that are really good that deal with naval and which ones are full of crap, right? And then he's a Tucson guy, so he's been checking out all of his old haunts. So we're going to get uh, Lieutenant Austin Guter's guide to local restaurants before we let him go. So Perfect. Looking forward to it. All right. Uh, it's Navy Week in Tucson. Always a big thing here on Wake Up Tucson. I'm glad uh, that we could have uh, Lieutenant Guter here. If you have any questions or comments for the lieutenant, or he might, maybe you're an old schoolmate that he owes money to, 790-2040 is the phone number. You're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 of the Voice, local news and talk. All right, 20 minutes after the hour, you're on the Wake Up Tucson show. Huey Northern, Lewis. Northern California guy. That Huey. is true, Huey Lewis. You are correct. Just like our guest, Lieutenant Austin Guter, USS Gabrielle Giffords. He's in Tucson for uh, Naval Week. Uh, are you going to be in the, the rodeo parade tomorrow? I will be. Beautiful. So there's, there's going to be a, a wagon just full of naval guys and girls? I believe just the USS Tucson is going to have their float. Uh, there will be two other sailors from the USS Gabrielle Giffords and I walking uh, in the parade as well, though. Very cool. So USS Tucson rides, you guys walk. That's okay. I love it. That's great. It's not that far of a walk. You it's guys not that far of a walk. Um, what I was going to say to you... Oh, so let's let, let's get into some real, the real questions, as they say. So I asked this of anyone from the military who visits, right? So what are one, two, or three movies that deal with the Navy that you guys really, that you really dig, that you figure it gets the dynamics of it, it feels a little closer to real, what would that be? Well, the the classic movie that we all watch during ROTC is uh, Master and Commander. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> I love it. You, you can't beat it, you know, it, <laughs> it teaches a lot of old-time tactics, uh, it teaches a lot of you see a lot of references to history and the way our ranks are done, the way um, the way we say things. You know, there's a lot of old English within the Navy. So uh, if you got to watch one, at least watch that one. Uh, I would also say I can't believe they never made more of those. Right? There's so many books based on that 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 based on, and it did well. And Russell Crowe was great in that movie. Yeah, Russell Crowe as a uh, Lord Admiral Nelson was a uh, he was a great he's a great actor for that. He uh, was. It was perfect. All right, what's another one? Uh, another one. Well, unfortunately, they don't have a movie about the LCSs yet, but uh, <laughs> hopefully there will be one coming one day. Uh, but Tom Hanks's uh, Greyhound was was a great movie. Okay. Um, that watching that movie, you can kind of see how uh, traditional war we call them legacy warships. Um, you know, your destroyers, your LPDs, your your cruisers. So um, I did not watch Greyhound. So what era is this happening? Is World War II. Oh, World War II. Okay. World War II. He's uh, out in the Atlantic uh, hunting for submarines. Okay. Um, I, great movie. I'll have to watch this flick. Um, but other than that, I think those are those are my go-tos. What's the ones where you guys look at and you go, crap? Uh, oh, well, everybody, everybody <laughs> in the surface Navy uh, loves to hate it, but also loves to watch it. But uh, Battleship. <laughs> you can't beat it it's great it gets the people going uh but it, there's nothing factual about it 
It might be the aliens that give it away. I don't know. Right. So Battleship, Liam Neeson, right? Rihanna. <laughs> Who's the really hot blonde who was the uh, Kate Upton? I think she's in it too. I honestly don't I think, remember. Anyway, so I don't remember anything else in that movie. But so basically based on the on the board game, Battleship, yep. right? But of course, Battleship, the game never had aliens in it. But there's, Did not. It's kind of a mix of naval, little Pacific rim water thing kind of going on. It's got that, it's got that vibe to it. So, yes. Oh. Brooklyn Decker, thank you. <laughs> Who actually did her, uh, her, her photo shoot at White Stallion Ranch so many years ago here in Tucson. So, well played, Brooklyn. Uh, so... That movie, it's like the it's like the guilty pleasure movie of the Navy. It really, is. it is. So for me, like my guilty pleasure movie is one of them. Is no matter, and it's it's crap. But I watch Roadhouse when it comes on because. <laughs> 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 Just saying. All right, um, let's talk about local food real quick. So you're you, you spent four and a half years in Tucson. You said you were visiting some of the old haunts. I was. What what's uh, Lieutenant Austin Gooder's uh, top top restaurants for Tucson for you? Uh, let's see. First one I hit was, as soon as I flew in was Illegal Pete's to get a burrito and a margarita. <laughs> uh, that, Illegal Pete's? It did. That place uh, defined part of my college career. So, <laughs> And, of course, open to some controversy here in Tucson, Arizona. It, it has been. Uh, it was very controversial <laughs> in the beginning. I do remember that. But they make a great fish burrito, and I... Uh, <laughs> I have to go get it. <laughs> what, what what kind of fish burrito is it? Is it the battered fish? Is battered it? fish? Yep. Okay, very cool. Yep. All right. All right. What's your next place? Uh, I've also gone to Daisy May's Steakhouse. <laughs> I took uh, one of the sailors with me, and he was blown away. Uh, he, I think, we'll be sending him home with a bag of mesquite. Uh, to grill back in California. So it's amazing about Daisy May's, right? They don't do any advertising. Nope. Right. If you don't go there, you would never know. You know, it's in a part of town that you, the average cat's not just passing. Yep. Right. Unless you live up in that area, and they're still doing it. They're still doing it, and it's great. And they, yeah, I had the exact, uh, exact order I did. You know, four, five, four and a half, five years ago, uh, right before I left Tucson, half rack of ribs, and they were oh so good. <laughs> What's another place? Uh, actually, after this interview, I'm headed over to uh, Sace. I'm going to go get one of the uh, breakfast burritos. Okay. Love Sace. I uh, used to run run up and down Tumamoc all the time uh, in my younger years and uh, would always go get a burrito to to replenish after running up and down that, that so you're monstrous gonna, hill. You're going to get a Sace breakfast burrito. A firm. Very nice. And any other uh, restaurants you uh, you would like to or at least remember from the old days? Uh, going to El Torero, uh, formerly La Rua's on... <laughs> Was that Broadway and uh, Campbell? Correct. Um, so, love the green corn tamales there, and I'll be I'll be taking my sailors with me to go to that one as well. Have I, to share. Have to share the green corns. I will share a few new ones with you before it's all over. I'm ready. So, um, so what do you want to What do you want to do next, Lieutenant Guter, as you move through your career here? Well, what would you like? How's How's how How do you see this? Foresee your career and life moving through here with the Navy. Well, I'm uh, I'm at the end of my tour on USS Gabriel Giffords, and it's been a it's been a great time. I uh, done my tour is supposed to be 18 months, but right now I'm on month 21. Um, <laughs> I have incredible sailors, and they they make coming into work the best part of my day. Um, they work unbelievably hard. They're incredibly smart. So it will be sad to leave. Uh, I'm headed to Commander Third Fleet uh, in San Diego for my next tour. Uh, while I'm there, I'm going to do a, uh, a Master's of Cybersecurity. Uh, working with networks on this tour has kind of given me the 
the desire to get further and further into that field. And so going to do that master's of cybersecurity. And uh, at that point, I'll say thank you to the Navy uh, and go on my way. What's your favorite part of being a sailor? Working with other sailors. That's really what it comes down to. Um, you know, what's your favorite task on ship? Favorite task I would have to say is driving the ship for uh, the different kind of operations that we do. So, like maybe it's like a gun shoot. We did a gun shoot a couple weeks ago. Uh, we got to shoot our 50, our fifty seven off the front and our thirty millimeters off the uh, port and starboard side. Super cool to just drive around a floating target in the ocean and you know <laughs> lobbing you know hot lead at it. <laughs> um, yeah, if you got the got the photo up, so that the fifty seven millimeters the the gun up front, and then off the port and starboard side, uh, just forward of the C ram, uh, you can see the thirty millimeters. Um, they're all they're very cool weapon systems, uh, and it was a it was really cool to actually get to see them shoot. It is amazing, right? I think the average American's uh, perception of what a naval ship looked like is still from any World War II movie they've seen. So when you look at the shape of this ship, it's really unlike anything I've ever seen in most naval ships. It looks more spacecraft than anything, especially when you look at it from the inside and where we drive. I mean, I sit down to drive the ship and uh, I just move a little little wheel every so often and it goes exactly where I want it to go. It does look like you're piloting a small water uh, on top of the water Star Destroyer from Star Wars. Absolutely. Which is very cool. <laughs> <laughs> I can just see uh, playing the Imperial March as you're pulling out a port. <laughs> yep. We got a we got a photo from the uh, San Diego Harbor camera uh, and it was looking at us just dead on and I looked at it and I was like, wow, that looks mean <laughs> <laughs> well pleasure meeting you great meeting you as well thanks for you and all the sailors for your service we appreciate it well thank you we appreciate your your support it's not easy work but we are pre as we need as jack nicholson said we need somebody on that wall and that's you guys we're here to we're here to serve proud to do it all right god bless you young man keep up the good work thank you so much good luck in the rest of your career and the rest of your life have a good day all right lieutenant austin guter you'll see him uh, walking along the uh parade the rodeo parade uh, tomorrow going on uh, for our hundredth and whatever rodeo. It's something. We'll figure it out. You're on Wake Up Tucson. Matt, super tabs coming up, as we like to say. Super tabs. 790-2040. Wake Up Tucson. 1030 The Voice. Local news and talk. Ah, George and Andrew. You're on the Wake Up Tucson show, 1030 The Voice. Local news and talk. It doesn't get much better than Robert Malone. For almost an hour, and then that great interview with uh, Lieutenant What a great Guter. day. What a great last half hour. Wow. The, Very uh, cool. And, of course, you were talking about the, the ship and this uh, this this thing on top. To explain to everyone what we were talking about, you guys were – you and Lieutenant Guter were geeking out on the, this thing on top of the uh, USS Gabby Giffords. Use weapon your, system. Use, your words. use my words. It's a weapon system called uh, C-RAM, and it's a self-contained radar and uh, RAM launcher, and it's right there on top, just above the uh, basketball court that you uh, pointed out. <laughs> yeah. And so this is something that was developed locally in Tucson. You are correct, sir. Very cool. Yeah. So it shoots greeting cards out. <laughs> well, I don't know about that. <laughs> it sends messages.
Yeah. <sighs> awesome. Yeah. Yeah. You got you, you. You guys. Were, you got you and Lieutenant Guda were geeking out on that. So that was good. So uh, again, a lot of nice uh, comments coming back about our discussion with Doctor Malone. Lots of requests for you know we got to make that a YouTube. We're making it a YouTube. Uh, Bruce, a valuable and memorable interview with Doctor Malone today. Um, Doctor Neil, thanks, Haas. That was a wonderful interview. Mon ami using the old French again. Um, let's see what else we got here. Bev, Dr. Malone, thank you for that. Wow. Uh, Noah, great interview. Pretty sure he pulled a Schweikert for blaming those who manipulated the COVID. Um, uh, one thing that does bother me, there was at least four vaccines that were all treated the same. Uh, even when J&J was an mRNA, seems like effects should be tracked by vaccine. I get how difficult that is that CDC had people crossing types for boosters and only focused on a vaccine with no focus on which vaccine. Again, doc, uh, just to give you a little local angle on the data on people getting sick for, you know, the because he's talking about you getting clinical COVID cases, you increase the chance the more boosted you are. Right? Isn't that something? That's... So when the uh, there was the story on Town Hall by Vespa, uh, Matt Vespa, not the uh, little Italian motorcycle, and um, but um, a registered nurse named Monica McLemore, um did the idea that she was frustrated that uh, after three years, five shot, five shots. And she is. She's in the middle of a uh, recorded again that she's. Uh, she says I'm heartbroken and sad, and uh, but she does the hashtag uh, COVID is not over. Well, I'm not. No one's saying it's over, but sad to say, a bunch of our brothers and sisters who bought into the lies of this thing are amazingly um, exposed more than ever to the uh, effects of it, and uh, it's kind of where we're at. And just the reshuffling of the power structure and the posturing by people like Gates. Um, and then, of course, you know, there was the, referred to in the economy as the Great Reset. And look at all the trillions that have been blown out. Um, so all the implications. And, of course, he hit upon the learning loss, yeah. all, all, the, all the societal uh, problems as a result of all this. There's a Simpsons episode where Bart is given something that's called Ritalin, but they call it focus in. Okay. Right, and it it, it, it it makes him behave better, but then it, it has a uh, a thing where he starts getting paranoid that the the major league baseball's uh, spying on him through satellites. Okay. Anyway, he steals a tank, right, and he's going through the town crushing things, right. And Mister Burns says, "Uh oh, we're at war again." And he says to Smithers, uh, "Let's begin profiteering." Wow. Right. Wow. I'm like, well, that's... It's amazing how some of these shows, uh, to wit... We want privacy! We, we want privacy! Uh, so it's amazing how some of these shows uh, key in on uh, current <laughs> events so well. They nailed it. Just nailed it. So, uh, again, uh, we, we will uh, make this into a YouTube within the next 24 hours and then get that out. So, good, good stuff. I want to get some new stuff out before... I, 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 I wanted to talk about... Uh, we got a listener asked me about this is very important. And this for wake up Tucson, uh, hot dogs, not non Sonoran family owned hot dogs. Okay. Not the Oscar Mayer Wiener mobile that got its catalytic converter mm -hmm. taken out by that, that's a hot story. Crackheads. <laughs> 
Uh, now, this sounded exactly, this This sounds like a Rahina dream here. This is the outgoing mayor of Philly after a police officer was shot, okay? And he was shot by a kid with an illegally possessed gun, right? So the kid did not buy it from Sportsman's Warehouse or anything like that, right? And the best he could say, this outgoing mayor is, uh, you can say you back the blue, but if you don't back gun control, you don't back the blue. And you're going to hear that more and more. The mayor says it here. Chad talks it about a little bit. I, I, I hope it's just because he's trying to uh, assuage the mayor saying, you better say what I say sometimes, pal. You better say it's about guns and not about drugs or criminals or money or anything. Because you can't say that. Right? You can't say someone killed somebody over drugs or they're drugged out of their mind because the mayor would say, that's insensitive. Um, now, if you want, you, 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 like flies the honey, like flies the honey. On March 5th, 4 p.m. at the University of Arizona Student Union Ballroom, you might get the greatest collection of Tucson's weak commies, right? Stellar, Grijalva, Grijalva, Romero, Blue Check, Jim Ninsel, everybody, right? Dr. Uh, Doogie Hines, maybe Rex. It's Bernie Sanders at the book, the Festival of Books. You know him and Noam Chomsky are going to go out for pudding afterwards. I mean, that is, I mean, I, I, I'm going to tell you something. That would be a Tim Steller dream, right? Chomsky, hey, Bernie, let's go get some pudding. Uh, you know, the top 4% of the pudding is uh, taken by capitalists and not redistributed to the worker, right? Uh, so anyway, uh, and and it's, he's going to be talking about it, his book. You know, Do you remember the title of the book? Yes, I it's do. It's okay uh, to be angry about capitalism. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I'll say this about the folks at the Festival of Books. They know their audience. Absolutely. Right? Oh. I mean, this is like a home run. Absolutely. You know, for the Festival of Books, you don't you don't you don't know, you don't uh you don't invite Carrie Lake though to the Festival of Books. You bring in the hardest Or Dr. Robert Malone. Oh. Just saying. <sighs> just got a message on Facebook from a listener. My dream is have on have it on the air. You can pick anyone you want to moderate it. Dr. Malone, right? With Teresa Cullen, Will Humble, <laughs> and Dr. Cara Christ all on a all doing a forum together. <laughs> you can see them just start spouting stuff and you see Malone going, uh, not really. <laughs> Hell, you know, Bernie, he says uh, in the book, Sanders makes the argument that wealth inequality is undermining our democracy and destroying our planet. There it is. You mean you mean you mean uh, uh, capitalism, the thing that's raised more people out of poverty <laughs> right, than any that, economic system that system ever. ever. <laughs> but I mean, look at this. I mean, you know, fellow, um, well, not fellow, but. Um, U of A employee uh, Noam Chomsky, who said, "What the um, the Republicans were the what the worst 
organization, the most dangerous organization of the planet in history. Absolutely. And that he, uh, Noam Chomsky also said that America was the greatest terrorist state ever known in the world. So there you go. That's perfect. Just perfect for the Sam Hughes Place kids. So when we come back, let's get the hot dogs. Forget about this politics crap. Let's get to the real stuff. So, and be ready. Uh, Chris is going to, th- there's going to be a little whacking at a Tucson, Arizona. Um, did I not give you enough songs? I had to give you enough songs. I always thought, maybe I'm short on the songs. I always thought it was 16. Is it 18? Hmm. I don't know. It's all right. We'll figure it out. So, oh, look, oh, I thought you were just going to play. I thought we were going to do uh that's, I got an idea. All right, we'll come back. All right, you're on Wake Up Tucson, 1030 The Voice, local news and talk. It was either this or Zeppelin's hot dog, so. Good suggestion, Mr. D. He just went. <laughs> I like it very much. Before we get the hot dog talk, let's get the John on line, too. John, thanks for holding. You're on Wake Up Tucson. Good morning. Uh, good morning, Chris. Uh, good music today. Yeah, we're not we're not messing around. How can we help you today, sir? Yeah, well, I was uh, I was I was telling Matt that uh, like that uh, registered nurse that you mentioned before, uh, I've had all five shots, and I'm just getting over COVID for the second time. Wow. Yeah. The um, what 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 shot did you have, John? uh, The last one. No, which did you or, did you have the Pfizer or the Moderna? Oh, oh uh, Moderna. Okay. Yeah, all all five were Moderna. Yes, yes. And you've had COVID twice, and you've just are you, have you had COVID twice or once? Uh, twice. This is the second time, and the the second time was the longest time that I've had uh, symptoms. But, uh, no respiratory symptoms, but. Just a uh, loss of smell and taste. And how long? How how long have you had those symptoms? Oh, probably about uh, four weeks now. Wow. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah. You go, I'm sorry you're going through that, sir. Oh, no problem. I'll so, get over it. All right. But, I I appreciate the call and have a good day. Thanks for listening. You bet. Take care. Later, Bye-bye. buddy. So let's uh, we got we got we got to clear all this COVID and politics stuff. So a listener emailed me. They want to know best locally owned restaurant to get a hot dog, non Sonoran, because there's plenty of Sonoran. Co- so, you know whether you're going to go to Weto, BK, Kiko uh, Nel Nene, you know the the, the 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 usuals. So I put that out there, and if you want to call me up, uh, we got nine minutes seven nine zero twenty forty. Join me on Wiener Talk, as we like to say. Uh, Kelly on Wastebook uh, gave uh, love the Luke's uh, Chicago dog. Um, and then we had, uh, of course, Malta Joe has the, the, the Malta dog, right? He's using a Hebrew national with wrapped in pastizzi dough. It's like literally a, uh, it's the ultimate pig in the blanket on steroids. Because in that dough, it's just amazing. Uh, Mark Van Buren's correct. Uh, Greg and the crew at Mutz at Rito Racetrack do a great job because he's doing the uh, Usinger uh, hot dogs from uh, Wisconsin, from Milwaukee. So those are good. So if you're at Rito 
you have two good options between Mutt's downstairs, which is handling the regular vending item there, uh, or, of course, one from El Taco Rustico. My, I had a dream. I got to go do it. I got to get – I want to take Juan's Bidia and put it on – and make a quesabidia hot dog with Mutt's hot dog. I think that would be the hot setup. Of course, Kent from the Sausage Shop says, I make them at home with all the toppings. Thanks, Kent. That doesn't help anybody. Um, uh, Farlow likes the Luke's for Chicago dogs and Pat's for Chili's dogs. Right? And and then what happened was um, uh, Luke's again. I didn't know Rocco's made a hot dog, but maybe he does. Pat's again. So uh, Luke's and Pat's comes up. Okay. And I don't know if there's any other places out there, but um, love pets. And then we we got into the discussion uh, about um, Portillo's um, because I mean, excuse me, about um, pets is as we like to say, nostalgia makes mediocre taste better. And to me, pets chili dogs. I, I got it. They got to save some dough. They're not a great dog. The chili's okay. It's cheap and greasy. For for me, if you get the hot chili, which is not really hot, but it's a lot better than just the regular chili, that it, it makes it a lot better. And so with the hot chili, I like Pat's chili dogs. Correct. I, I, to me, uh, uh, Paul, a listener, said, hey, uh, Luke's is good. Portillo's isn't locally owned, but they do make a fantastic hot dog. I confess, I don't understand the love for Pat's. It's okay at best. And that would be my, that would be my Pat's Chili Dogs um, review is, it's okay. It's okay. Not going to get crazy about it. So. I like their hot dogs. Fries, not so much, but their they're hot dogs, I love. Gotcha. Pat's, yeah. Let's get Robert on the line. Robert, welcome to Wiener Talk. How can we help you today, sir? How would you like to trash Portillo's? Is it, uh, it sure, it looks uh, corporate owned and they put it in the worst possible location. <laughs> why, well, why is that the worst popular? Why is that, location. why is that the worst uh, location? Because it's tucked back. You pass it without even knowing it going in and out of Target. That's true. Off Broadway. Uh, but it sure is a pretty little place not at all like pats so um i'm gonna give it a try but i give them a year see my thing with portillo's or portillo's is the fact that i've been to the ones in scottsdale a couple of times maybe three times and the hot dogs seem pretty good uh was uh, our original discussion was about um um, their Italian beef, and I just I've had it a couple of times. I wasn't impressed. And Rocco's two blocks to the west makes a killer uh, Italian beef. So, but uh, I'll give him a shot probably for a hot dog. I can do a hot dog thing run there. So we'll see how it goes. So good. If you can find it, good luck. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for the call. Seven nine zero twenty forty. Bunker wants to join Wiener Talk, or is there a, a western with correct, a hot dog sir. in it? So. Uh, Good morning, Bunker. How are you, sir? I, I am wonderful, I think. Uh, I want to know, and maybe you can help me, because years and years ago, bats, when they were down on Broadway, they made a hot dog. It was a grilled dog. They split it, put it on the grill, both sides, and they put it, instead of the regular hot dog bun, it was on a nice little toasted piece of bread. 
And that's still my favorite kind of hot dog, and I can't find them anywhere. Wow. Um, all right, so a split dog on bread instead of a bun. Mm-hmm. Matthew? Sounds good. It. Splitting it and grilling it, that sounds pretty tasty to me. Oh, you know, you slather it with a good exotic mustard. You put a whole bunch of onion on there, some relish, a little bit of ketchup, you know, and it, it, you just chop down. Love Preach it. it, brother. All brother. right, I'm, I'm going to give you. I'm going to give you an unfair advantage on Mark, and I tell you what the movie thing is on Friday because this one's so up your alley, it's off the wall. Are you ready? Oh yeah, it's Wednesday, and you haven't even told Mark. No, Mark knows. He told me yesterday. Okay, got it. So this is a, so uh, it's top ten movies that have the oatmeal pitch man, Wilford Brimley in it. Oh, Brimley, awesome! So. I'm sure you. Oh. I'm sure you have seven for Mark on Friday. So, bless you. Bless you. <laughs> All right, Bunker. We'll see you on okay. Friday. Okay, amigo. Bye bye. Later, my friend. Seven nine zero twenty forty is the phone number. Al, welcome to Wiener Talk. Well, good morning. I'm glad hey, that buddy. we're all on the radio at the same time. Absolutely. Why not? How can we help you today? Exactly. I like El Nene because I like the way their buns are cut, and they're nice and soft, and they hold a dog very nice, where it doesn't go poo and slides out the end. So, they're, you know, El Nene's doing that killer bolillo roll, right? So they're steaming it, right? It's got that really good texture to it, and then they're split-topping it like the old, uh, the old Pepperidge Farmer and uh, dropping the, the dog and everything in it. So it's uh, I'm there. So. Only drag about the place is I wish they had another entrance on the other side instead of the one there. Because once you get in, you can't get out. So maybe that's a ploy so you'll keep eating. I'm, I'm with you. It seems to, it seems to be working. <laughs> it does. So. And you guys have a great day. All right. I appreciate and- it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks, Al. Have a good day. So for me, hot dog-wise, um, so my favorite way to do a hot dog, right, it's got to be a good hot dog, right? So it's got to be Nathan's Hebrew National. Uh, if I'm going to do a ballpark, it's got to be the Angus beef one. Um, at Fry's, they sell those Sollers ones, S-A-H-L-E-R-S. They're amazing for a hot dog. And uh, to me, it's spicy brown mustard, sauerkraut, and then if I want to go over the top, chopped pepperoncinis on a hot dog is the bomb, as we like to say. So, um, ah, Jeremy's listening. Uh, Bunker, that was, this is so perfect. The place that had your hot dog with the split uh, hot dog, and I get to do my John C. Vo- my John C. Scott voice. You can find that split hot dog only at Austin's. So, Jeremy, thanks for the knowledge. I appreciate that. So, uh, anyway, so Bunker uh, Austin's on Broadway was the place. Um, Bruce, best chili dogs I've eaten is at the Doghouse in Albuquerque and Coney, James Coney Island in Houston. Wow, who knew? Well, we got to figure out that locally. So, anyway, thanks for everyone for an amazing show today. Uh, we loved uh, Lieutenant Austin Guter from the USS Gabby Giffords, and Robert Malone killed it in the second hour. So we will get that up there. Tony Fauci's a liar, always has been. None of you are shocked. I know that.
We'll see you tomorrow. Me, David Schweikert, and John F. Kennedy. Wake up.